Happy Friday, everybody, and welcome to the FYI podcast where we talk about faith, life, adulting, finances, relationships, and so much more. We are your hosts. My name is Micah. I'm Josiah Keneally. It's such a joy to host this podcast. Thanks for sending in questions, following along the journey on Instagram, FYI podcast, and for leaving us Mm -hmm. an honest rating, review, and sharing this. Um, as well as subscribing, we consider all those things a blessing and a gift. That's how you can help support this podcast community. Yeah. And one of the things that we love to do is help you end your week strong and begin your weekend even stronger by the questions that you are asking and that we are hopefully helping you unpack or help you wrestle with or wrestle through. And Josiah, this is a fun question to kick things off today. How's that? How about I interview you for Bring a second? It. Bring it. Okay. What is one of your, we're in the summertime months right now. So what is one of your summer reads that you were into because you enjoy a nice, good book? I do love reading. I love books. And right now I'm on a little bit of a John Gordon kick. Oh, and if yeah. you don't know the name John Gordon, he is out of Florida. He's written, I think, 20 some books, mainly on the power of positivity and positive leadership. So I, the most recent book that I recall finishing was last week sometime. And I finished the energy bus, one of his classic books. Mm -hmm. Um, But I mean, this is how to recognize the power of positivity that's in our lives and mm-hmm. that we choose he's talking about you're the driver of the bus right you choose who gets on your bus you can kick people off the bus and um you might have challenging coworkers or neighbors or family members but nobody can steal your joy it's joy's a choice positivity is a choice and the more that we choose that the more that that grows in our lives and mm-hmm. good good things can come from that and it's it's not a blissful Pollyanna message of like, oh, just keep your head in the clouds and it's all, (laughs) you're never going to face challenges. It's a message of you're going to face challenges. And one of the things that's going to help get you through Mm. is having your feet on the ground planted in the hope that's found in Jesus and in the gospel and that he's overcome the world. Mm -hmm. It's good. So even when we face challenges and, and it's fun because books, babe, books for me, it's, it's almost like deposits. Usually an author spends like a couple of years yeah. researching, writing, revising, editing a book. And it's almost like they can become a mentor from afar too. Yeah. But what's been a summer read that you're into or something that you're having fun with this summer? Oh man. Uh, I just started this book last night and I got it for my mom because she was at a women's conference in the town that I grew, grew up around and it is Jesus over everything. Sounds good. And I literally read the first 40 pages and I'm like, oh my gosh, like I can't put it down. And that was last night, the 4th of July. So fireworks were going off. I was reading, I was listening to the fireworks while I sat there in the front window of our house, but really just calling out the greatness mm. in our ability to live and put Jesus at the center, truly, That's and good. and above everything. And even just the first couple of pages, her last name's Whittle, W-H-I-T-T-L-E. And I was like, wow, she is an incredible author, incredible person of what I've read thus far. And I, I look forward to hopefully connecting with her and I don't know, just reading more of that book to uncover like what areas of my life have I been putting over God and what has become a priority in consuming my time yeah. that is unnecessary and of no heavenly good, like just a time waster. So I'm excited to see what happens. So I'm I'm in it. I'm not 
through it yet. So oh, I love it when you're reading you. Uh, yeah, you pick good ones. I don't have time to read nonsense. So I have to find something that's really, really good. And just if it doesn't capture my attention within the first five pages, I'm out. Like I just like if it's not going anywhere. It doesn't even it can be fiction, nonfiction, magazine. I'm like, ugh, nothing. All right, next. So I guess I did take a personality quiz and I scored like one on the patients. So I don't know if that's an impatient attribute or a, a fishbowl mentality of my attention span or it's <laughs> like with, moment. with our world of TikTok and short form video content, you got to start with the hook. And well, they had to hook me, but it yep. has to be hook, line, and sinker. Yep. And I got to be, it has to be ebbing and flowing, I think, the whole entire time. Otherwise, I'll check out and then it goes back on my bookshelf and I'm like, yeah, I read that one. Oh, wait, there's my bookmark at page 65. Okay. <laughs> for the hook, it's in the book. Oh, of Reading Rainbow? That's what it reminded me of, right? Oh my gosh, that's too funny. Well, many of you are asking this question and have asked us whether it has been in person, on a college campus, whether we were on college campus doing ministry, whether we were leading in a church. And this is a common question and theme that even when we're not leading, young people are asking, even in business settings, for sure. in our friends' backyards who are having 100 people over for a barbecue and they're having speakers and all this kind of thing, all those kind of things this summer. And one question that many people are asking is, how do I find a mentor? What do I look for in a mentor? And how do I value and place attributes or like portions of my life, not in the hands of others, mm -hmm. but open myself up to grow in this area without, I don't know, feeling so exposed that somebody takes control, but letting my guard down to let somebody in to speak into this part of my life that I want to grow in. This seems like a question many people are wrestling. If you're even between the ages of 18 to 30, you're not alone because there are people in their 40s who have still never had a mentor who are asking that exact question sure. or along those lines. So Josiah, I know that you are a huge um, fan of some movies and one of your favorite movies is this. And they, I think, demonstrate a mentor and like a mentee more or yeah. less, or somebody who's got their back and challenging them. And just talk well, about that for a sec. What I want you to see today is that mentors are everywhere. Anytime you look at Hollywood, it's a hero and the hero has a villain and they, they need a challenge. And then they seek advice from like a trusted advisor. And this is mentorship. So if you think of Hollywood, and, and you look mm -hmm. at, say, Bruce Wayne, he has Alfred in the movie Batman. If you look at Lucas Skywalker, he has Obi-Wan Kenobi in Star Wars. And even Frodo has Gandalf in Lord of the Rings. Mm -hmm. Mentors are everywhere. And I want you to see this in your life, mm -hmm. is that mentors are actually everywhere. Mm -hmm. And the idea of mentorship, the word mentor, it can cause people to squirm because it's an intimidating thought. Mm -hmm. It's an intimidating word to mentor someone. It implies that you have value to add, which I also want to say you do. Mm -hmm. There's mm -hmm. something in your storyline. There's some hill that you've climbed. There's a mountain that you face. There's a challenge that you've overcome that you can look at. How did I get here and pray with someone, yeah. encourage someone. And here's a key. If you're going to mentor someone else, listen encourage mm -hmm. and ask questions in coaching the coach approach teaches that 
the mentee actually has 90 plus percent of the answers inside of them. It's the coach's job. It's the mentor's job to pull that out. That's good. Yeah. It's it's your job. If you're going to come alongside, you're not the hero. Jesus is the hero. They're the hero. Be a hero maker. Mm-hmm. Don't be the king. Be a king maker. Call out greatness in other people. Ask great questions. But mentorship can be intimidating. And we want to debunk that for a second. And I want to say, first of all, I am actually a little bit of a mentor hog. (laughs) Agree? I would agree. You've been very blessed. I'll say that. Blessed. But I I want you to walk in the room and think how I think. I want you to look at your life, your church, your workplace, your neighborhood, Mm -hmm. your family. And I want you to walk into every room thinking how I think. And that's everyone's an expert at something. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be a lifelong learner. So what can she teach me? What can he teach me? I am going to go full on sponge mode. Every room I enter in, I don't want to be seen as the expert. I want to be, even if I'm guest speaking somewhere, I'm going to be the student. I'm going to take notes. I'm going to ask questions. They do a Q and A. Guess whose hand is first in the air? Mine. I want to learn, mm-hmm. and so I think that's how mentoring starts: is become fanatically curious. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going to help you see that mentors are everywhere, and it's not just Hollywood either. Well, it's not just Hollywood, but just I talk about those three things you said: be uh, listen. Yep. I missed the second one. Listen. Ask questions. And encourage. And encourage. That's the one. Encourage. Yes. That's so good. I mean, to talk more about listening, it's the whole adage, two ears, one mouth. So I had a job. My first job out of college, Pastor Jerry Strankwist hired me in a ministry. And we'd go to conferences. And he told the young guys on staff (laughs) is, if we go to this conference and if I catch you talking about you, yourself, or our church, you're fired. And I'm pretty sure he was serious. And you didn't why want to did find he out say that? that? Yeah. But why did he say that? It's go learn, go ask yeah. questions, go encourage other people. You need something, go meet needs of other people. That's yeah. just kind of the, the life philosophy that we share. And so that's listening. I think encouraging somebody, my friend, Matt Brown says it this way, that he's never met a, a encourager without a ton of friends Hmm. and encouragement is like the gateway to speak into somebody's life is encourage them. And then lastly, like have a list of questions armed, ready to go, become so curious. So sometimes we'll be on our other podcast Mm -hmm. and, or I was just at an event last week in Atlanta. They're about to do a Q and a, and we're asking this guy about his book, about resilience, but he shares early on that he took two years off of social media. Everyone's asking him about grit, teachability, resilience, bounce back power. And I'm like, go back. Time out. <laughs> you said you were off of social media for two years. Tell me all about that. Mm-hmm. And he deposits gold. <clears throat> That's not even what yeah. he's there to talk about. But if somebody shares something that Catches your eye or sparks your curiosity. Exactly. Like ask them more about that. Yeah. I think that's so good to really recognize and realize we all have something to offer. And I think one thing to realize when we walk into a room, it's not here I am. It's there you are. And if you don't have the second part of there you are, who are you? You know, and I think because people love talking about themselves. And I think to get to know somebody, we need to be 
better question askers. And if we don't know how to do that, we better start practicing. You know, there's nothing more uncomfortable sitting in a room with people that you know, and nobody has anything to talk about. Mm -hmm. Or you have the one person that's the entertainer and you're just sitting there like, okay, I don't even know half these people. How do I become a better conversationalist? I think is where it starts. And one conversationalist who says he wasn't very good was that of Moses. I mean, to talk about mentorship for a second, Moses tried to disqualify himself from the calling of God, right? He, he said like, oh, God, I, I'm a stutterer. Yeah. I have a speech impediment. Yep. I, I, I'm just not qualified, you I know? I talking. Yeah. And he had a mentor and that was Jethro. Jethro His father-in-law. But- also, he gave him a mouthpiece and Jesus, when God had spoke to him, he had said, you know what? You're not going to disqualify yourself. Essentially, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you your was a brother-in-law, Aaron. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you Aaron. He's going to be and help be your mouthpiece, you know, and just kind of get the word out there. However, he used him. And then talk about Moses wasn't a hog with everything he learned. He was burning out. Mm-hmm. And Jethro goes, hey, Moses, you can't govern everyone. Point a leader of thousands, hundreds, fifties and tens. Equip people yeah. to lead and uh, like delegate. Yeah. It was kind of the message that the Jethro principle gave him. But who did he then impart wisdom into as Moses? As well, it was Joshua after he did not get oh, into the promised land. Exactly. He but raised in up the, the process. Generation. Yeah. When they're wandering around in the desert for all those years, and he had somebody, he was being mentored. He was the mentor and he also had a mentee, you know, so just really linking arms with somebody above you further on in life and somebody that you're raising up and raising up doesn't mean you do a lifetime with them forever. It can, Mm -hmm. but it could also be a very seasonal thing. So that's just one person I think of who tried to disqualify himself. And then there's Timothy and Paul. I mean, Timothy tried to disqualify himself when he was, I'm too young. Yeah. I'm too young. And then Paul called out greatness and they went on their adventures all throughout the the New Testament. And then we look at Jesus who entered the scene in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Like when he first started out in the um, the first four books of the New Testament, Jesus had his earthly father. He had Joseph. And I just think that there are so many people that you can look to in the Bible, whether it's a friendship relationship, whether it's like David and um, not What's his name? Not Jonathan. David and oh, I would even say Nathan the prophet. Well, Nathan. Well, Nathan was more or less a mentor, but there are friendships that help oh, strengthen yes. as well in and the process. Yep. Yes, and I think if someone who also played kind of a mentor friendship role, family member, was actually Ruth and Naomi. Mm-hmm. You know, Orpah went back to her, you know, land after all the men had died and all the you know, famine and everything else was happening, but there are, there are mentors and there are friends, and there are people to call out greatness. So even in the biblical sense, they were willing to listen. They were willing to encourage, and they were willing to ask questions, whether it be to God or to the mentor. And it may have come out different when we read the text, but there's something that you're probably up against when it comes to mentorship. There may be something in the workplace. It might not even be a spiritual thing, but there's some area of your life that you desire to grow in. And that can be, hey, I want to learn how to become a better HR person. I want to learn how to become a better communicator when it comes to my stage presence, when I am a graduate student and I'm going into fill in the blank. So I just think that there's so many people that we can view as a mentee looking for a mentor. Yeah, I think we can view the mentor as untouchable. Or as somebody that we value from afar, but will never have relationship with. Mm-hmm. And I would just say, try. Mm-hmm. If they don't know your name, introduce yourself. Hey, 
I've been following you on following you on social media. Hey, I'm in your class. Hey, I'm in your I'm on your dorm floor. Hey, I'm in the hospital that you work in. And I've heard nothing but great things about you when it comes to this. Is there any time that I could buy you coffee and just, you know, ask you some challenging questions, hear your story? Like, yeah. how did you get to be so good at whatever it is? Yeah. And I would say with mentorship, you are essentially giving a portion of the thing that you want to grow in. You're coming to them with a, a humility. Not a false humility of saying, hey, I'm going to grow in prayer and I know all the praying. I, I pray all the time, blah, blah, blah. There's no boastfulness when it comes to mentorship. It's saying, hey, I see this in you and I desire to grow in it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to humbly walk into every meeting and say, I have no idea where to start. Exactly. I have no idea exactly. who to connect to. I have, I have no recollection of whatever. So I think when we come in with a humble heart, in any form of mentorship, yes, we really realize like, wow, there's more to learn no matter how much you maybe already know about that t- topic, that subject, that workspace, whatever it is to realize like a false humility can be seen through, but a real humble heart will be hungry for, I don't know, the goodness of God and wanting to really hone the craft that's in you. So I would just encourage somebody, if you find yourself up against that, just find somebody you admire, reach out and just start there. Just start there. So good. I think of Proverbs 20 verse 18 that talks about plans are established by seeking advice. And isn't that a great way to look at you're planning your life Mm -hmm. as a 20 something, maybe a late teenager, you're a young adult trying to figure out your life, Mm -hmm. life coaching, life planning, dreaming. And as you're working on your life as a Christ follower, one step at a time, seeking advice from the Holy Spirit, seeking counsel through the word of God, we believe in that totally. Mm -hmm. One of the great gifts in your life that might be missing is the voice of a parent or a spiritual parent Mm -hmm. or a grandparent, or you might have just never had somebody speak into your life as a mentor And on both sides of mentorship, I think that there's a handful of almost job descriptions. First, pray for each other, commit to prayer. Mm -hmm. Second is going back to asking questions, becoming curious. The third really is listening to each other. Understanding comes from listening. And then the fourth is that encouragement. Mm -hmm. The last one is telling stories. If you're the mentee sharing, this is the stories of the challenges I'm facing. If you're the mentor sharing, these are the stories of failure. Mm -hmm. These are the stories of shortcoming. These are the stories of the faithfulness of God. These are the stories of how I've found myself in over my head and God provided. And those five things, if you'll each do those, it's rooted in humility. It's Mm -hmm. rooted in honor, humility paired with honor. But I want to talk to the person who maybe you're like, I've not been privileged to be in the rooms that you've been in, Mm -hmm. not been on staff at the organizations you've been on staff at, haven't had those same life experiences. And maybe you find yourself in your 20s or 30s and you're like, I've been looking my whole life for a mentor, Mm -hmm. or I'm in a new city and I'm starting over. Like, babe, go there and talk for a bit about. Just the basics, starting point, finding a mentor, testing the waters, mm-hmm. knocking on some doors. Yeah. And and talk to the person who's just filled with that longing for a voice that's yeah. trusted in their life. 
Yeah. Well, I would just definitely say, keep your head up and continue to pray because God will bring somebody if you are truly desiring it. It's just a matter of timing and willingness on your behalf and the person that you're praying for that you might not even know yet. And I'm just reminded of when I moved to the city and I was in my late twenties, moved to the city by myself, giving up everything I've ever known and just revisited that memory when we were in Chicago Mm -hmm. a couple of weeks ago of just like, wow, no wonder why people are on dating apps. No wonder why people are lonely. No wonder why people are depressed. No wonder why people are all these things is because they're doing life alone. And I was walking down with Josiah. It was just me and Josiah walking down the street, downtown Chicago, and really recognizing and realizing like everybody who's walking around here is by themselves or maybe with one other person. And anybody else beyond the two was a family. They had little kids and you could tell they were like on some type of family vacation or something, but really recognizing like, wow, if I lived in a city such as Chicago or New York or moved to the West coast and I was just starting out, where do I start? How do I begin? Well, I think Josiah already hit it. Number one, start Mm. praying. Yes. Number two, start looking for the good in people around you. Don't covet what you, what they have and that you desire Look at that as an opportunity for them to speak into that portion of life, because this is what I think generally happens is we see somebody in a room, whether it's a, I don't know, a woman who's confident, I'll use that as an example. So any confident wooden woman that I would potentially come across, I can either view as one of two things, a future mentor or a current threat. Okay, same thing with a guy. If there is like the alpha male in the room and you're an alpha male or you desire to be an alpha male or you're wired, however, are you going to view that alpha male as a potential friend and mentor or are you going to view them as a threat trying to mark their territory? Like, so just really recognizing and realizing, number one, am I praying? Number two, where do I need to grow? That's a natural thing that's wired in me because don't focus on the weaknesses that you think that you need to grow in. Focus on the things that you're strong in to become better at because you're going to waste your time becoming average versus becoming excellent in what you already have and honing the craft or the skill set or the multiple things that you have inside of you or the things you can design or whatever that is. So looking at people as not as a threat, male or female, looking at them as an opportunity for friendship and mentorship. And when you can like decrease that fear and increase that curiosity in yourself of who's in the room and not play the victim, not play the hero, not play the, I know everything card, but to come in and be like, you know what? I'm going to start by asking them out for a cup of coffee. I'm going to start putting together my questions that I have for whoever's in the future. Mm -hmm. And when you start putting actions to something, when you write it down, the likeliness of it being able to be achieved increases a significant percentage by writing it down, not just thinking it, but actively seeing it, put it on a mirror, put it on your Bible, put it on a piece of paper, put it in your car, wherever you're going to see that dream, that desire to grow, because it's going to be a constant nagging reminder that you have not done anything with it, or you are working towards it. You're like, yes, I got Karen on my calendar and we are meeting next Tuesday for the next four Tuesdays. And these are my questions and we're going to unpack X, Y, and Z. I have an hour with her. I'm going to be very intentional. So just starting there, I think is very basic. And I think when you are comfortable and confident in who you are and whose you are, you will see people not as somebody that you're competing against, but somebody you can join forces with, even if it's in the same field, because guess what? No matter what field you're in, there are plenty of jobs. 
There are plenty of opportunities. There are plenty of people. There are plenty of roles that have not yet been even created. Mm -hmm. So I just want you to just diffuse whatever threat that is. (laughs) That's what comes to my mind. I don't know if that's what you're looking for, but that was off the off script. It was shared of a mentor of mine at his funeral. Mm-hmm. Ryan Scoog spoke at Roger Lane's funeral and he said of Roger, Ryan did, he goes, when you shared your dream with Roger, your dream became his dream. Seriously. And I think that that's the greatest thing that could be described. I can't put it in any better words than that, that if you are mm-hmm. going to step out and be a mentor and lead someone, you got to care about them. Mm-hmm. There's got to be a little bit of that friend chemistry or you believe in them. Yeah. And and I think that it looks different. Usually it's not just given to us. Right. Like usually you don't just wake up one morning with a phone call. She wants to be my mentor. Oh, she wants to be my mentor. Usually it doesn't look like that. But that's what happens. We want to hear from you. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. We're praying and then we're taking steps of yeah. faith. We're asking God to illuminate who's he placed in your path. That mm-hmm. could be a qualified mentor. And I think that most of the time when my heart's burdened about something, mm-hmm. it means I've got to act. It yep. means I've got to take a step. I think of like, sometimes I've wanted community. So I've looked for a small group and it ended up being that I started a small group, Same. met yep. the need for myself and others in the process. Yep. I know in a new season of like entrepreneurship or starting a nonprofit, I've been like craving a mastermind. And it's either join one or start one. Mm -hmm. And so that can almost be both of those small groups and masterminds can be great in 2023 for peer mentorship. Yep. And then traditional mentorship is finding that older guy, that, you know, coach, that mentor. I want you to know though, too, that anytime I ask Mm -hmm. for advice, I want to return the favor and reciprocate and at least offer ideas Mm -hmm. or turn it into reverse mentorship of some form. Uh, of some form, because when I go into a room, God's placed something in me of value to offer. Mm -hmm. David said that he wasn't going to sacrifice something that cost him nothing. So I try not to go in a mentorship and just have it be one way. Sometimes it's been technology or social media or web design. I'm not great. I helped one mentor write a book because I had done it before and Mm -hmm. I just gave some tips, made some introductions. So you have something to offer even in a traditional or reverse form of mentorship. Mm -hmm. And then the last one, you're not too young to start mentoring. Maybe it's junior high school students, Mm -hmm. middle schoolers, high schoolers. Giving back is always on my mind. So when somebody calls or texts or asks one of us to mentor, we try to prioritize time for that one-on-one yep. or going to that small group, that setting. And with expectations of ourselves as the mentor, yes. like here, here's what you can expect from me as a yep. mentor. Cause you're asking yep. me to speak into your life, yep. but I'm also going to ask something of you as I'm mentoring you, that you come with questions mm-hmm. that we unpack this, that you honor the time together, that you're on time, that I'm on time. And granted, I think that just makes things go smoothly because there's nothing more awkward than it's like leaving. You're like, okay, well, that was a waste of an hour or I wasted their hour and they didn't talk about what I wanted them to talk about. So I think just digging and being precise is always helpful as well. Mm-hmm. You got something else? The, the the challenge for me as we close is this, I think the great tragedy of the information age is you just had a question answered about mentorship. You've been wondering about it. You've been wanting to have conversations mm-hmm. about it. And now you've just found some wisdom. 
through God's word, through a podcast conversation. And the myth can be like, oh, that box is checked now. Like I had that conversation. I can move on to the next. I can listen to the next episode. And before you do anything Mm. else, do something with this. Mm. I want you to be challenged and have some homework. Who are you going to reach out to? What's your next step? Only you know what that is. But I really don't want you to leave this conversation with only an answer because with the answers, you need to take action. Yeah, that's so good. I think it even is a challenge for us to see like, where do we desire to grow as leaders in our own lives? Yes. So just to know that you're not alone as a listener, you're not the only one asking this question, but like Josiah said, there's action that needs to take place. And sometimes you have to ask more than one person mm-hmm. and really realizing that you're asking them to speak into your life. You're giving them permission, not over every decision that you make, not over every element of your life, right. but over one area of your life that you're desiring to grow. And it's not a lifelong commitment that you're asking of them, or they're going to be asking of you. It's saying, Hey, for the next six months, can we see how this goes for the next three months? Can we see how this goes? You set up the boundaries, you set up the parameters, you set up the expectations essentially of what you're wanting to do and how you're wanting to accomplish those things. And a good mentor will challenge you. They'll pray for you. They'll come alongside you. They will make your dream, their dream. And it's not like they're running off with some random idea and starting a business. No, they will help you get to where you want to be. Um, whether it's physically, physically, whether it's spiritually, whether it's getting you in rooms that you couldn't get yourself into, whether they can open up doors. So if there's a door that you've been knocking on and you feel like God hasn't answered, know that God is a God of wisdom. He's a God of love. He's a God of provision. He's a God of direction and order, not chaos. So if you feel like there's chaos in any area of your life, he will bring order. He will make your path straight. But in order to do that, we really need to humble our hearts, turn towards him and begin to pray for what he has in store and remove our ourselves sometimes out of that driver's seat when we think we know where we're going when in reality we might be drowning just looking for a life raft and god and jesus they're waiting for you they are the life raft this is the fyi podcast